Good morning. I'm Deacon Faye Patterson with our Sunday School message for today. Would you please join me in a word of prayer? Gracious and eternal God, we come today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this new day. Forgive us of our sins and Lord, help us to be the people that you've called us to be. We invite your Holy Spirit into this lesson and we ask that he would lead and guide and direct our path. Lord, if there are people who don't know you, we pray that this will be the day that they will be saved. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for salvation. Lord, continue to keep us in your way. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our lesson today is Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. It comes from Acts chapter 8 verses 26 through 39. Our aim for change is by the end of the lesson, we will explain the connection between Philip's sharing of the gospel and its universal availability. <clears throat> Reflect on our openness to people who differ from us and develop strategies to make our churches more open and inclusive. Our in focus summary involves a young woman named Michelle who loved Bible study and had been involved in study uh, for about five years with the study group. She felt God calling her to do other things. She said, I want to take all that I've learned and share it with others around the world. You know, missions. She said to her small group leader one day after the group meeting, the following Sunday at church, she was introduced to the missions ministry and she began to go out with the group to share the word of God and serve those in need. In our lesson this week, we will explore how Philip used the scriptures to explain salvation to the Ethiopian eunuch. So what can we learn from Michelle's experience? First, she studied God's word. She wanted to share God's word with others. She recognized God's call on her life and she obeyed the Holy Spirit to share the word and serve others. What a wonderful example for all Christians to follow. In the way of background, we know that there were several people named Philip in the New Testament, and two of them are familiar to us. First, there was the Apostle Philip, one of the 12, who was very close to Jesus, and the other Philip was the Evangelist Philip that we found in Acts 21, verse 8. He was one of the seven men called as deacons in Acts 6, 5. He was also the first missionary. The Philip discussed in today's lesson from Acts 8, 26 through 40 was the deacon, missionary, miracle worker, and evangelist that we've already studied. Philip preached to large groups and he also added converts one soul at a time, as we'll see in this lesson. Our scripture today begins in verse with section one, Philip obeys the spirit, and it comes from Acts 26 through 29, and I will be using the modern English version. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise up and go toward the south on the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he rose up and went, and there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in command of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning, sitting in his chariot and reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and stay with it. 
So as we go into our discussion, Philip was known for being a very obedient servant. When the Samaritans believed and accepted Christ, Philip fulfilled Jesus' great commission to make disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, to start at home and go out into the world, in other words. Believers re received the Holy Spirit in Samaria. Philip was directed by the Holy Spirit through an angel to go southwest to Gaza. Although Gaza was in the desert, at that time the road was uh, from Jerusalem was heavily traveled by caravans and was probably the most desirable route south for Philip to take. So what can we learn from Philip's character? We have to admire his obedience to the Holy Spirit, his strong faith, how he obviously studied the word and how he immediately went where the Spirit sent him. What do we know about the man Philip met on the way? Well, we know that Philip met a black man from Ethiopia, also known as Cush, Nubia, and today that part of the region would be Sudan. He was a eunuch and a treasurer in the queen's court. Some schools of thought say that eunuchs were castrated, while others say they were simply government officials with prominent positions. Since both descriptions, a eunuch and a person of great authority are given in this lesson, it's most likely that he was castrated. The eunuch was a Jewish convert who had worshiped God in Jerusalem. We don't know whether he worshiped in the temple or outside the temple. If he had been castrated, he would not have been allowed to worship inside the temple based on Jewish laws because he would have been ritually impure. The scripture says that no one emasculated by crushing or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. And that comes from Deuteronomy 23 and 1, the NIV version. The queen's name was not actually Candace. Candace or Candeca as seen in some versions, is a dynastic title, much like Caesar or Pharaoh. She was the sister of the king of Ethiopia, Cush or Nubia. In this matrilineal society, succession was traced through the females' lines. Her heirs would have made her the queen mother. So what do you make of the fact that neither the eunuch nor the queen were actually named in this pericope? Perhaps God's purpose in sending Philip to the eunuch and the queen was a story bigger than just the two unnamed individuals, much like the woman that Jesus met at the well or the woman Jesus healed with the issue of blood. Moving on to section two, Philip witnesses in the spirit, verses 29 through 35. The spirit said to Philip, go to this chariot and stay with it. Then Philip ran to him and heard him read the book of Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter and as a lamb before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth in his humiliation Justice was denied him. Who will speak of his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, of whom does this prophet speak? Himself or of someone else? Then Philip spoke 
beginning with the scripture, and preached Jesus to him. Why do you suppose the Holy Spirit sent Philip over to walk beside the carriage? Philip heard the eunuch reading from Isaiah 53, verses 7 through 8. Many Jews were in Ethiopia after the Babylonian conquest. However, the people of Ethiopia did not worship the true God at that time. The eunuch's ability to read Greek is understandable since the Ethiopian kingdom reflected Greek culture. Reading scripture aloud was customary at the time. Philip was in the business of bringing salvation to the lost. He knew that God had a special use for this intervention. He was supposed to be with the eunuch at this particular time to share the gospel with him. Isaiah 53, seven through eight can be a difficult passage to read and understand. They had to be read syllable by syllable to detect the divisions of words. There was no separation between the words or the syllables. Philip knew the prophetic significance of that scripture and wanted the eunuch to really understand what it was saying. This is what Isaiah 53, seven through eight might have looked like to the reader of the scroll. And for those of you who are on the phone, I have copied this scripture without any uh, punctuation marks or separations. And it certainly would look like Greek to me if I were reading it without the separations of the words and syllables. Reading it for the first time would be very, very difficult. Is there any wonder that Philip would ask the man if he understood what he was reading? Not only was it difficult to read without punctuation, capitalization, or syllabication, the meaning itself is difficult to comprehend for someone who does not know about Jesus. When Philip asked the man if he understood what he was reading, he was asking from both perspectives, legibility and understanding of the passage. Even some Jewish experts were divided on the meaning of the passage. Some believed the slaughtered sheep represented Israel. Others thought Isaiah was referring to himself and still others thought the Messiah was Isaiah's subject. And that comes from a note uh, from the MacArthur Study Bible located at Acts 8.34. The eunuch was wise to say to Philip, how can I unless someone guides me? Guide in this context means leading in righteousness or wisdom, as in Psalm 5 verse 8, Psalm 73 verse 24, and John 16.13. Philip showed the eunuch that Jesus is the focus of the scriptures. Verses 32 through 33 refer generally to Jesus, his humiliation and exaltation. So now think about the people that God has placed in your life to walk beside you on your spiritual journey. The Holy Spirit knew Philip would hear what the eunuch was reading and wanted to ensure that the man understood what he was reading. It was a special opportunity for Philip to witness to this man who knew Yahweh, but did not know Jesus. Philip was in the business of bringing salvation to the lost. God brought them together for a purpose. Philip knew that God could have used anyone to do his will for the eunuch, but Philip was given the privilege and he was grateful. When God gives you an assignment, how do you respond? Are you hesitant, angry, disobedient? Do you perceive an assignment from God as a privilege or as a burden? Moving on to section three, 
the Ethiopian expresses Christ. This is from verses 36 through 39. As they went on their way, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. He answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to halt. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord took Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and he went his way rejoicing. Philip preached to the eunuch and trusted the Holy Spirit to help him soak up all of the knowledge about Jesus. Being a good deacon, he asked an important question. Did the man believe Jesus was the son of God? He said that he did. Paul stated it this way in Romans 10 and 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So the eunuch wanted to completely follow Jesus and asked to be baptized. Philip did not want to hinder him, so he baptized him immediately. Scripture says that they went down into the water and they came up out of the water. My exegesis of this passage leads me to believe that he was baptized by immersion. Philip's work was done. Scriptures say that the Lord quickly snatched or took him up or caught away Philip or suddenly took Philip away. He went to Azotus, about 20 miles north of Gaza, where he continued preaching and evangelizing. Perhaps you can think of other characters in the Bible who were transported like Philip. We know about Elijah in 1 Kings 18 and 12, 2 Kings 2, 16, and also Ezekiel in Ezekiel 3, 12, 14 and chapter 8 verse 3. So what do we need to take away from this lesson? First we know that God used Philip to evangelize the Ethiopian eunuch. He wanted his this unnamed ritually impure man and others who were and are marginalized like him to know that they were and are welcome in God's kingdom. He may not have been allowed to worship in the temple because of his condition, but he was saved. He was embraced and loved by Jesus and he entered his kingdom. Philip was obedient. He was attuned to the Holy Spirit and prompt in being used by God to bring others to Christ, whether in large groups or one soul at a time. He was not too busy to bring this lost soul to Christ. Evangelist Philip showed us that Christian service is a privilege, not a burden. God doesn't have to use us with our negative servitude attitudes. He has plenty of people that he can use. Finally, we should be willing to help others understand the scriptures as evangelist Philip helped the eunuch learn about Jesus and follow him. This concludes our study of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. I hope you have learned something new as you've heard this lesson uh, again, and we thank you for uh, attending. We pray that you will have a blessed day and a blessed week, and let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the lessons that we learn each and every time we study your word, especially we thank you, Lord, for this lesson 
uh, about Philip and how eager he was and how obedient he was to your call. Help us to be like Philip, Lord. Help us to be more like Christ. Lord, we pray that as we continue throughout this day, that we will continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. Continue to keep us in your care. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed week.